0: Hi there, welcome back to the I'm Still Here podcast with Tammy Lawrence, Simplicity. Many of us have lost loved ones, and it brings a significant change in our lives. Our loved ones, however, would want us to continue to live on, being that we are still here. It's important for us to take care of our mental health as we move forward. So our intention is to continue to discuss grief, but widening our focus so that we might discuss other ways to help us live our lives. My hope is you continue this journey along with us as we shift to explore our new world with our loved ones hidden by our sides. Hi there. Today we're speaking with Dennis Volpe. Dennis is an Executive Performance and Transition Coach currently serving as a Principal Leadership Consultant with the Leadership Research Institute. Dennis is a retired United States military officer with over 20 years of leadership and operational experience. Dennis is the author of the book Transition on Purpose, where he unlocks the blueprint for faster, more efficient transitions, empowering you to navigate life's challenges with intention and success. Hello, Dennis. Hello, Tammy. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us. So let's dive right in. What inspired you to write this book?
1: Uh, It's actually pretty simple. Um, I had a lot of friends, a lot of mentors um, that said, you need to write a book. Uh, And they said it so often and so many times, I just got tired of listening. Uh, And uh, they said, you've got a story. You've got a story that people need to hear uh, because your story is not unique, but it's personal. And it could provide people with insight and perspective from somebody that has done some cool things, but has also experienced the challenges and obstacles that life throw at us, and actually was better for it. So after all of those conversations, I said, "Well, you know what? Let's do it and uh, let's see what happens." And uh, it was a very cathartic experience for me um, because I never really looked at myself as a writer. Uh, And was it exactly the book that I wanted, Tammy? Absolutely not. Uh, It was my first one, uh, but I've gotten feedback from folks that it's been helpful. And that was the reason for it, was to be helpful to others.
0: Mm -hmm. It it must've been an interesting transition to go from a military officer to writer.
1: Well, military officer to executive coach to writer. uh, Yeah, it was an interesting transition. And actually the writing helped the transition. Um, Because, you know, my transition wasn't a smooth one. And um, what do I mean by that? Very often military transitions aren't as smooth as they can be. uh, Because military men and women... I think regardless regardless of the service, regardless of the time period, are all in. And there's, there's a sense of purpose, there's a sense of camaraderie, there's a sense of community that when you leave that, it's unsettling. Sometimes you're a bit lost uh, and you're really trying to find yourself. And that was definitely the hallmark of my experience. Um, so I'll stop there. Yeah, I think a lot of people can connect with that idea
0: of, especially during this years of COVID and whatnot, we've had such a time of transition forced upon us. And now we're getting back into the world. And it's it is unsettling for people because there, there's been this whole shift and change. And now what?
1: Yeah. And actually, I, this is just a personal thing for me, that we actually transition as a choice, right? COVID, And the pandemic experience that brought change and change is the facts of life. Uh, It's it's a constant, whereas transition moving from one phase of life to another is based on the choices that we make. So change is a fact. Transition is a choice that we get to make.
0: Mm, I love that that uh, definition that the difference between the two that's that's wonderful. So what is the biggest struggle people have when they're working with transition that you've found?
1: What I have found, and you know I've been blessed with the opportunity to to work with folks across the spectrum, whether it's transitioning military men and women, whether it's corporate executives or small business owners. And very often, I think there's there's five big stumbling blocks relative to transition. Um, and the first one is self-awareness. We talk, you hear the term or emotional intelligence very, very often. And you know there's four parts to it. And uh, some people think there's more, some people think there's less. But I'm a big Travis Bradbury fan because he breaks it down into a quad chart. And uh, it's about self-awareness. You know, what really matters? You know, what what do we value? What are our priorities? But also how have we defined success for ourselves and, you know, understanding that and being okay with it. And then, so based on that awareness, then there's a self-management piece. And that's the second stumbling block. Because of that lack of self-awareness, very often when we try to go into transition, we don't put the right boundaries in place in order to direct our energy and attention on what really matters because we haven't identified what really matters and uh, so there's a lot of entropy there's a lot of scattered energy that people have because they're not focused they don't have the clarity they don't have the alignment they don't have the structure that they need to be as intentional as they want uh and then you know there's i think based on my experience that there's a really big disconnect between resilience and endurance and i know i i have had that problem right Resilience is our ability to keep going and going and going and going, regardless of the obstacles, regardless of the challenges. No, that's actually the definition of endurance <laughs> and perseverance. Resilience is all of that, but also having the emotional intelligence, the clarity, the judgment to know when to pivot, to know when you know that your grit is no longer serving you in a positive way. And it's not actually quitting your purpose. It's actually changing your how. And that's what resilience is all about. You know, coming out of that traumatic experience, that life transition, whatever that challenge or obstacle is, better on the other side because you have that awareness, because you have those boundaries, because you have that directed energy. And then the other one is, you know, this innate fear to ask for help because we think that we've got to do it ourselves and that cannot be further from the truth. Uh, you know, I've played team sports all my life, whether it's lacrosse, whether it's football, whether it's rugby and life is a team sport. And, you know, obviously team sports taught me that, but also life in the military taught me that, you know, if, if, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with friends and, uh, So self-awareness, self-management, understanding, you know, the difference between resilience and endurance, you know, the fear to ask for support. And then what we already talked about, understanding that transition is a choice. And we get to choose. So those those are the stumbling blocks that I've seen. And I think it starts with self-awareness and defining what success means to you personally and professionally. Uh, and what that means to you. What does it look like? What does it feel like? You know what does that top of the mountain look like for you? And being honest with yourself, why you want that view? And that goes right into what
0: I was just going to ask you about, which is uh, how does one find clarity. And I think you just kind of touched on that a little bit, but could you talk a little bit more on how people should find that clarity for themselves?
1: Well, I think it's it's really personal. Um, And I'm a mindfulness practitioner. Uh, I was lucky enough to go through the University of Massachusetts mindfulness based Reduction course. And I've also had the opportunity to go through a couple of veteran transition programs at a place called Camp Southern Ground. And reflection, self-reflection is a huge part of, of those programs. So giving yourself the time and space to really dive into that stuff to say, yeah, what what matters to me? And why does it matter to me? And really diving into, well, what do I value? Based on what I value? What do I really believe? And based on what I value and what I believe? How is that? Or how are they going to impact my actions, my energy, my effort and my attention? Because it's connected.
0: This reminds me of of the that phrase: uh, "Watch your thoughts, because they become your actions." I don't know. There's a whole thing to that. I can't.
1: Well, yeah. Watch Watch your thoughts, because they come. Be you know, they become your beliefs, and then they become actions. Yep. I think Gandhi said that. Hmm.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, talk a little bit more about mindfulness, as I'm not sure that everybody. I mean, we've heard the word a lot, but maybe people don't really know what mindfulness is.
1: Well, I Tammy, I like to keep things as simple as possible. Um, mindfulness for me is the ability to be present in the present. And, you know, when I when I logged in to uh, to this. You know, I, I saw the little note, right, that said, hey, we'll be with you in a minute. You know, grab your mat and namaste. Uh, yeah, that works for some people. But mindfulness is a very, very personal activity. And I have a really good friend who is, who is going through a, a coaching program, a coaching certification program, and mindfulness was part of it. And he gave me a call. He said, hey, we're, we need to develop a mindfulness program. What do you do for mindfulness? Because I know you talk about it a lot. I said, it's it's really personal, right? So how do you get focused enough that you can really be present in the present? And for me, it's it's some yoga. Uh for me, it's it's breathing. For me, it's being in the outdoors. For me, and this is you know where some people are like, huh ah, it's archery, it's actually shooting. And being able to do some sort of activity where it takes my my scattered brainness, if that's a word, and takes it from out here and brings it into focus. So that way you gain the clarity that you need to be intentional about what you do and why you do it.
0: Mm-hmm. This remind this reminded me, especially when you said archery, because there's a there's a point of focus, a definite point. And I remember Bob Proctor teaching uh, one of the seminars that I was in, and he said, "Do you want to get clear? I want you to put a dot on the wall, and I want you to sit, and I want you to stare at that dot, and do not take your eyes off of that dot." And this was his whole thing to to get encourage focus. And archery would do the same thing because obviously you can't have your arrow all over the place. It has to go to one direct point, which also brings us into this whole idea of transition. Because in order for us to get to, to a place of success, we have to point that arrow somewhere in order to create or manifest what we're wanting to, to shoot for.
1: Right. hundred uh, percent. And we don't have to have it completely right. But moving in a positive direction, even if it's not necessarily, you know, the 100% answer, but you're moving and you're making progress, that's what matters, right? It's not about perfection, because perfection very often is an unattainable goal. It's definitely not a smart goal, (laughs) Uh, because very often it's not realistic, because we're all human. And we all get to, you know, have that human experience. And that's why progress matters. But to your point, Tammy, taking the time and saying, okay, this is where I want to go. But also being honest with yourself, this is where I'm at right now. And that's where coaching comes in, right? You've got the gap between this is where I'm at and this is where I want to go. And that's where coaching happens uh, because you have to, you know, mind the gap, but you also have to identify it and be honest with yourself. Yeah. You know what? These are the challenges. These are the obstacles, but also these are the resources. And I, I talked to you know, friends, family, and those who want to listen. Uh, I call it, you know, your personal position report. And I, and I got that from my days in the Navy on ships. You know, this is where I'm at. This is my destination. This is where I'm going. This is how I'm doing, right? These are the atmospherics, right? You you talked about it when we first got online, right? It's kind of cloudy. It's kind of rainy. You know, there's there's some wind. I don't know if this, you know, call is going to maintain, you know, stability. Those are atmospherics. And we when we think about life, there's atmospherics every day but when we fail to notice what we fail to notice it's really hard to change so knowing where you're at knowing where you want to go knowing how you're doing but also what support requirements you have to get you to that point and being open and honest with the people in your network that team And as a military guy, I talk about making sure if you don't have anything else from from a personal and professional network, you need what I call a QRF, a quick reaction force. So that group of five to 10 people that regardless of the time of day, regardless of the issue, you can call them up. And say, hey, you know what, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm going. This is how I'm doing. This is what I need right now. And you're going to get the accountability that 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 you need but you're also going to get the insight and perspective that you want so that way you can make more informed decisions to get to you to where you want to go faster but it requires openness and it requires vulnerability and i think you you tapped into it too you you need other people
0: to help you out because we can't do it by ourselves i was uh, last year part of a mastermind group and it was one of the most amazing experiences there was only five of us and we met uh, only once a month but it, it really got us directed, and you wouldn't imagine how much more we got closer to our goals with that group of people, even if they weren't in our you know, living room. They were from all over the world, and, and because we all, were all focused on our own goals, but we had that account- accountability, it was really helpful. I think coaching does the same thing.
1: Coaching does the same thing, but Tammy, I'm with you. I've been involved with mastermind groups since I retired from the military. So since 2016, mastermind groups have been a part of my reality. And it's because you can build a sense of community. You can build a sense of purpose around moving other people towards their goals. And it's probably due to my Navy background. I've, you know, we talked about, you know, what do you believe? You know, one of my beliefs is a rising tide raises all boats. So if you spend time with people who are trying to do good things and who are trying to make the world a better place, you're going to be a better person, and your life experience is going to be better as a result, and your results are going to be better as a result. So, yeah, that that's where it
0: gets a little challenging, I think, for some people because. Uh, who you spend your time with really does develop who you become so how do we get so specific or, or make those choices on maybe even where to find the people that we want to spend our time with or choose to let spend less time with those of us that we feel are maybe dragging us down even though we love them or they're a family member
1: or whatever and you know it goes back to that transition piece right it's about the choices that we make and um I talk about, well, how do you find purposeful engagement or purposeful work for you on an individual level? And I think it goes into, you know, the question. So what do you value? Right? What matters to you? Uh, And then what are you really good at? Knowing your strengths, you know, as a Gallup Strengths Coach, that's part of the the coaching journey. Uh, Should I mean... With me, whether that's at the individual leader level, at the team level, we spend some time on strengths. So that way, you know, your areas of genius. But I think to that mastermind piece, what what energizes you? What are those activities that that really, really energize you? So that that gets you in a direction. But then it's all about, well, what are your priorities? What matters to you right now? What are you trying to solve for? Because as you very well know, there's tons and tons of mastermind groups out there. And some make sense based on what you're trying to solve for in your chapter or season of life, and some may not. So knowing what you're trying to solve for is important, but also what matters, right? What are the problems that you're trying to solve? Like globally, if you will, you know, in your world. And then finally, what are the types of people And this goes back to what you said. What are the types of people that I want to be around, that I want to spend time with? Who are the people that are going to make me better? Who are the people that are going to challenge my thoughts, my ideas, my perspectives? And then sharing that information with people in your network. to say, hey, this is kind of, you know, what I'm trying to solve for right now. These are the problems that really matter to me. But these are the people I want to spend time with and you know what does that look like in action for me i'm part of the service academy business mastermind group so fellow service academy graduates that look for the opportunity to work together and and do things together so that there's already a shared value set there's already a shared experience and very often it's you know business stuff and, um, you know, a mentor of mine always says that money moves at the speed of trust. And if you could be a part of a group where you already have a shared set of values, a shared set of expectations, a shared sense or a shared experience, it's easier to have those candid conversations about, hey, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm going. This is how I'm doing. And this is what or this is how you can support me. Mm mm-hmm. That answer your question?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So what are some mindsets that people can adopt as far as transitioning uh, that you share in your
1: book? One of the big ones is looking at things from an abundance mindset and being curious. About new possibilities, new directions, because when we look at things from from a scarcity mindset, we don't make decisions that are going to get us moving faster because we're always going to look at it from, from a deficit standpoint rather than an abundance standpoint. And very often, when you can look look at things from, from an abundance mindset, you actually look at things from a point of gratitude. And when you're looking for the good, you'll see the good. And when you're looking for the good and you see the good, your perspective is going to have more energy. Your perspective is going to have more effort and you're going to get moving faster. So I think the first one is looking at things with through a curiosity and abundance mindset. Um, and then I think the next one, we have already talked about it. How do we look at things from a team perspective? rather than an individual perspective. And and then how do we look at it with a resilience lens and not an endurance lens? So how do we shift into
0: that abundance perspective? Just You, you mentioned gratitude, but is there another thing to, that individuals or groups can do to get into that abundance mindset?
1: Well, I think it goes back to that mindfulness piece. You know, spending time and sometimes it's scary right spending time with yourself to say how do i look at things and i'm a big advocate of of the conscious leadership group and they have this really complicated and tool that they use um and it's really just a black line but it's super helpful because where am i am i above the line in terms of abundance and I'm open and I'm curious, or am I below the line where I'm defensive and I'm closed and I'm committed to either being right or not being wrong. And that impacts our mindset and our mindset, like we talked about earlier impacts our actions. So when I think about, you know, what are the things that, that matter? Openness is one of them was that a challenge for me? Heck, yeah. But, you know what? It took some time and uh I'm I'm a pretty open book these days. Um in terms of where I'm at, where I'm going and how I'm doing. Um ownership. Ownership in terms of, hey, you know what? This is this is the journey I'm on. This is how I've defined success for me, for my family, for those who matter to me. And this is why I'm doing it. Then finally, commitment and action, right? Because if, if there's if there's no action, Tammy, the mindset doesn't matter.
0: Absolutely, you can sit and dream of that car that you want for the, your whole life. Chances are, it's not going to pull up into your driveway by itself.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: hundred percent. So, what are some practical steps that readers can take for to make maybe a more efficient transition?
1: To make a more efficient transition. Uh, I think it starts with defining what success means for you. Not 10 years from now, not 15 years from now, but what does success, what does a successful transition look like? And taking time to really dive into that. What does a successful transition look like? What does it feel like? But also, what does it look like in a year? This is where I'm at, this is where I wanna be, and what does that look like? And I mean, using all your senses and then sharing that with the people who matter. So that way they start asking you questions that you haven't asked yourself. Well, why this? Why do you need a fire pit in your backyard, for instance? Well, because a fire is a part of mindfulness for me, but also fire pits, provide a sense of community to me. So when I think about well what matters to Dennis what what are Dennis Volpe's values? The first one is autonomy. Being able to live the life that I want to live on my terms. Cuz I didn't always have that. And then the other the next two kind of flip-flop uh impact being able to positively impact the lives of other people and then connection Being able to get connected with some awesome people who do awesome stuff, like yourself. And then finally, security. The emotional, physical, and financial security to do those three other things. And somebody asked me, well, how do you define success? Well, if I live my values, that's success. And then what does that look like? Well, then we actually, you know, I'm going to, date myself. Well, we actually take out like a paper calendar, an annual calendar. And I talk about, well, these are the like experiences that I want to have. These are the people I want to have those experiences with. And then fill in the rest. Because then you have the autonomy that you want. You have the impact that you want. You have the connection that you're looking for. And it's on your turn. Start with your values about what matters to you and then your definition of success. And if you need help, I love having those conversations.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, and I I like how you say that it's not uh, where are you 10 years from now or five years from now? Because that's a lot of times people say, oh, well, focus on 10 years. What do you want in 10 years? But it starts today. And if we don't make a change today, then 10 years from now, we'll probably be doing the exact same things we're doing right now in the event of those environmental changes, as you said, that would come in and kind of knock us left, right and center, which that's just called life.
1: Yeah. And to your point, right, if you don't pay attention to, I'll call it, you know, your compass direction, your compass heading, and you don't check it often, imagine Right, because you're defining success 10 years from now. Well, and you start today and you don't take the pulse checks. You don't tech the compass heading. Imagine for a moment, if you're just one or two degrees off track, where are you going to be in 10 years? Definitely not where you want to be. Well, it's
0: true. You want to listen to 94.7 or whatever on the radio. If you dial into 92.0, you're never going to get there.
1: Yeah. So making sure that those time hacks are realistic, particularly based on how much change, we talked about change being the fact, how much change is coming in your direction. And if it's a tidal wave, you know what, how do you define success today? How do you define success next week? How do you define success next month? Don't worry about three years from now. Get refocused and direct your energy, effort, and attention on what matters right now. And do that continuously, you'll get to where you wanna be.
0: I think that's a fantastic end to this podcast interview. That, That was just fantastically said. Where should we direct people to find you?
1: You can find me on LinkedIn, uh, but you could also go to my website, which is uh, dennis volpecom Or you can jump to the uh, Leadership Research Institute, which is www.lri.com. So th- those are the big three.
0: Awesome. And we'll put those links in the show notes so people can just click and find you and follow along. Because I think this book, Transition on Purpose, it sounds really phenomenal. And I love the self-awareness component and getting very clear on what do we want, how do we get
1: there, specifically, where are we going? Thank you so much for having me, Tammy. Thank
0: you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. We're grateful to our guests for sharing their experience and their knowledge with us. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with others who might find it helpful. Be sure to follow our links on social media, which were offered in the show notes. A special shout out to Kevin McLeod and Incompetech for our background music entitled Happy Dreams. Wishing you a fabulous day.